The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Theresa May has announced she is stepping down as UK Conservative Party leader on June 7th, and that's sparking a contest now to become Britain's next Prime Minister. May says she will stay on as a caretaker Prime Minister until the new leader is chosen, a process uh, that will likely take several weeks. Now, Britain is currently due, this is all have to do with um, her failure uh, to take Britain out of the European Union on schedule. Now, Britain is currently due to leave the EU on October 31st, but Parliament has yet to approve divorce terms. Joining us with the latest is Andrew Payne, the senior political reporter with Business Insider UK. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me back. I I can't even imagine what kind of day it's been uh, for you. You've been covering this for years now, it seems. What's the the feeling in uh, in, in England today? The feeling, I guess, well, this moment has been coming for some days and some weeks. The fact that Theresa May clung on for that long um, probably came as the biggest surprise. Um, there have been politicians in her Conservative Party who wanted to get rid of her for some time now. But she did She did reach the end of the road. She's basically got no plans, no ideas left in terms of delivering Brexit. And she'd lost the support of the vast majority of her members of Parliament and certainly most members of the Conservative Party. Now, although this this um, this news didn't really come as much of a surprise to people like myself and my colleagues who who cover politics and work in Westminster. Um, I think when she spoke outside Downing Street, she was clearly emotional, perhaps the most emotional we've seen her uh, during her three-year, around three-year leadership in which she acquired a bit of a reputation for being um, quite robotic and, and cold and, and not wanting to display her emotions. And it, and it was sad, you know, um, the situation she's found herself in, a very difficult one, one that's ultimately ended her leadership, is largely the product of her own design, her own errors. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, she inherited inherited a very difficult um, situation. She was tasked with delivering the most complex and um, impactful policy change since the Second World War. Um, so she will be gone as party leader in two weeks' time. And once the Conservative Party has chosen her successor, they will hand over as Prime Minister at some point in July, probably. Uh, when we look at successors, um, how is that shaping up? I think the key thing to remember when we think about the Conservative Party leadership contest is that when it comes down to the final two, it's the Conservative Party members who then choose who the winner is. Now, the Conservative Party membership is very pro-Brexit. More than half of them would like to see the hardest form of Brexit, which is what we call a no-deal Brexit, in which the United Kingdom would leave the European Union without an agreement. So the next Prime Minister is almost certainly going to be someone who campaigned for Brexit Mm. and at least publicly has declared support for um, being willing to go for a no-deal Brexit, something Theresa May in the end wasn't prepared to do. The front-runner right now is Boris Johnson. Yeah. Um, I think he probably belongs to a handful of British politicians that some of your listeners in Canada have, have heard of. Um, he used to be the mayor of London. Um, he used to be foreign secretary until he resigned from Theresa May's cabinet in protest against her Brexit plans. He's a very bombastic politician. Um, he's very decisive. Um, he, he, he is a real love or hate politician. <laughs> um, he, he's got some massive fans in the Conservative Party. 
uh, because he, he's charismatic. You know, his speeches are often things which people look forward to. But he does have a long history of gaffes, of errors, uh, which have earned him lots of critics and quite hostile ones at that. And he, he would be a divisive choice. He wouldn't be someone who would bring the party back together. And aside of Boris, I mean, I think there's going to be around at least 10 people running in this contest. It's going to be an incredibly crowded field. But I would be, I would be very, very surprised if the next prime minister isn't someone who campaigned for Britain to lead the EU in 2016. Uh, hard Brexit. What does that mean for the country, Adam? I guess, um, obviously, Brexit is, is quite a technical subject. But when we talk about a hard Brexit, we mean leaving the, European, the UK leaving the European Union, um, uh, an organisation, a trading bloc it's been part of for four decades now, um, abruptly and quickly and not staying very close to EU structures. Now, the vast majority of politicians in Britain, the vast majority of MPs in our parliament We'd like to see what we call a soft Brexit, mm-hmm. in which we leave the European Union, but we stay very close to the EU in terms of things like trade um, and law and um, workplace rights, food standards, all that kind of thing. But there are others like Boris Johnson, who I just mentioned, who would like a hard Brexit. Now, in terms of what that would mean for Britain, according to virtually all evidence we have, all academic research, etc., a hard Brexit would be more damaging for the UK economy because we'd be moving far away from our biggest trading partner. Um, if we were to leave without a deal, kind of the nuclear option, a no-deal Brexit, it would mean a lot of disruption for the United Kingdom. It would mean instant uh, barriers at our, our borders. It would probably mean a shortage of certain food at supermarkets, food products at supermarkets for, for a time, a time, uh, a short period of time. And there's a whole myriad of ways a no-deal Brexit would disrupt this, would disrupt British life. And that is why Theresa May ultimately was not prepared to go for it and delayed Brexit twice in order to avoid it. Adam, today, the opposition Labour leader, Jeremy Corbyn, um, well, actually, he said it, uh, yeah, he said it today that Theresa May was right to resign as PM and whoever replaced her as leader of the Conservative Party must call an election. The Czech Prime Minister saying that he's hoping that Britain will hold another referendum on on, on leaving the, the EU. Uh, number one, would do you think we'll see another election anytime soon? Number two, do you believe that there would be another referendum? Oh, God, two fantastic questions. Um, I think my my very personal opinion, based, uh, you know, as a political journalist who works in in Westminster and writes about this this subject, is that I can't see a way out of this Brexit crisis for the United Kingdom, which doesn't involve going back to the public at some point, Mm. so either an election or a referendum, because our parliament is just a complete deadlock. I can't see a deal getting through. Do I think there will be a general election? Yes, I think there will be. Um, The next scheduled general election is not until 2022, which is um, four years away. Now, our politics in Britain is so volatile, so unsustainable. Um, And if the next Conservative Party leader, the next Prime Minister, does go for a hard Brexit, perhaps, for a no-deal Brexit, I think we could see Parliament bring that government down and that would be the trigger for a general election um, in, in, in the next few months. I, I was speaking to a, a former government minister who actually resigned from the government a few weeks ago who predicted 
in conversation with me that we could have an election um, in the late summer, so August, beginning of September. It really is a volatile political situation mm. in Britain at the moment. Um, the government really hasn't been... It's been a government, um, but not a lot else over the last few weeks. It hasn't really been doing anything. It doesn't have any authority. So we do probably need a general election just to kind of flush out this parliament and, and freshen it up uh, so we can actually do something. Because right now... Um, we are at deadlock. And, and on your other question of a, of a referendum, will there be another referendum? Um, I think a referendum is a possible way out of this, asking the public to vote again on whether we should Brexit. However, lots of MPs, particularly the Conservative Party, are very strongly opposed to that. They see that as just kind of like an establishment mission to unpick the decision of 2016. And there are lots of practical problems with that. If we were to have enough a referendum, what question would we ask people? <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we couldn't just do Remain versus Leave again because there are so many different ways of leaving the European Union, as we have learned over the last three years. Um, you know, how long would we need to do it? We'd need another extension from the European Union. So there are lots of practical, uh, lots of practical problems. But as I said a few, uh, at the beginning of my answer, I just personally cannot see a way out of this which doesn't involve an election or a referendum. And I'm guessing, thinking about that now, we've got a lot more chaos <laughs> which yeah. awaits us in British politics. Adam, just a couple more questions before I, before I let you go. What impact would Britain leaving the EU have on other countries in the EU? And could we see other countries leave it as well? I think I'll, I'll handle the second, second part of your question first. Um, that's an, it's an interesting question because when Britain did vote to leave the European Union, you had lots of British politicians who campaigned for Brexit saying that, you know, this is the beginning of the end of the European Union and um, its remaining 27 members will all eventually leave, considering we've had the rise of populist um, anti-EU parties in places like France, in places like Germany, in Holland, in Poland, etc. However, when you actually look at opinion polling across the other 27 EU member states, support for being in the EU, for being an EU member, is actually really high. So I'd, I'd be surprised if we did see another country do what Britain has done and vote to leave anytime soon. In terms of the impact on the European Union, it really does depend on what sort of Brexit we have. If okay. we were to have what we call a soft Brexit, in which we leave but maintain very close ties, um, I don't think the, damage, the economic damage would be particularly severe. Uh, we'd still be part of some EU... Um, we, we would continue with some EU laws, some EU regulations. So, we, so the way of life, our, our day-to-day life, really wouldn't change that much. If we were to go for a hard Brexit, let's say a no-deal Brexit, then that is a completely different ballgame because um, not only would there be severe economic consequences for Britain, there'd be severe economic consequences as well for countries who Britain are particularly close to. So um, France, for example, or Belgium, uh, across the English Channel, Ireland, of course. I'm sure you'll have heard of the Irish border issue, yeah. something which has held up these Brexit talks for some time. If you were to leave with no deal, you'd see the return of a hard border on the island of Ireland, which is an incredibly sensitive uh, subject in this country. So a no-deal Brexit is something which all countries are very keen to avoid, and that is why the EU has let the UK delay Brexit twice, 
uh, we were meant to leave on March 29th. That got pushed back to the summer and then it got pushed back again. And now we're not supposed to leave until October 31st. I was going to ask you, my final question was about uh, Northern Ireland, but you touched on that. So I think we're, we're good to go. Adam, you know what? Never a dull moment in, in politics and things certainly not slowing down for you anytime soon. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon, this evening in London. And thank you. I hope you get some uh, downtime and maybe can enjoy a pint or two this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to the pub right now. Thank you very much for having me and, and have a good weekend. I'll speak to you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thank you.